time for your sports fix. Loads of action in the world of sports, and here is Ben to keep us updated. What is going on, people? Welcome to this week's Sports Fix with me, Ben Cullen. There is an argument to be had that the rise of social media stars stepping into the ring has changed the landscape of boxing forever. Or at the very least, a pair of brothers are doing a good job at it. A few weeks ago, we were talking about Jake Paul. This week, it's his brother Logan. He took on a man who was considered by many as the best boxer of all time, Floyd Manny Mayweather. The fight was coined as legalized robbery beforehand, given the fact there would be no judges and it was simply an exhibition. These type of events have led some to question the current state of boxing, but such events have come and gone before. Muhammad Ali previously took on a Japanese wrestler, an American football player and an ice hockey star. Anyway, the showdown didn't have any knockout blows and it surprisingly went the distance. Mayweather dominated the pay-per-view, but the fact Paul made it to the end is a win for him in what was his second fight ever. England prop Kyle Sinclair has been called up to the British and Irish Lions squad. He'll be replacing Andrew Porter. Sinclair, who toured New Zealand with the Lions in 2017, will join the squad at the end of the Bristol Bears season. The prop gave an emotional man-of-the-match interview in May after not being selected for the Lions. Sinclair said his admission from the squad had been tough because it meant so much. Sinclair's interview won praise from former players and pundits alike, and Lions head coach Warren Gatland said he has been very pleased with the prop's response to being left out. If you are an F1 fan, Sunday's race in Azerbaijan was a cracker. Max Verstappen lost victory to a late puncture and a dramatic finish that also saw Lewis Hamilton throw away a chance to reclaim the championship lead. The race was stopped after Verstappen crashed out with five laps to go. Everyone was sent back to the grid in what was expected to be a chaotic final two. Red Bull Sergio Perez won the race ahead of Sebastian Vettel and Pierre Gasly in a two-lap sprint to finish. Hamilton was second on the grid at the restart and was ahead of Perez into turn one, but locked up his tyres and ran into the escape road, dropping to 15th at the flag. His uncharacteristic error meant Verstappen retained the championship lead by four points from the Mercedes driver. I'm delighted to welcome Mark Farmer to the studio. Mark is the general manager for Hong Kong Cricket that oversees the high performance. How are you doing today, Mark? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Ben. Good. Before we get started, we always like to do some quick-fire questions to feel you out, almost as an icebreaker. Are you ready? Yeah, bring it on. All right. Batting or bowling? Batting. Favourite athlete of all time? Um, Tiger Woods. Speed or spin? Speed. Cats or dogs? Cats. Favourite coach of all time? Steve Henson. Favourite sport that's not cricket? Surfing. Singing or dancing? Dancing. Favourite place you've toured? Uh, Sri Lanka. Okay, very good. Concise answers. That's what what you're looking for, I think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. lots (laughs) of people am and I. You did a good job. Steve Henson was a a pleasing choice. Yeah. Why Steve Henson? I guess been a been a Kiwi as well you follow the rugby pretty pretty closely but his coaching style and, and what he managed to achieve with the All Blacks certainly something I resonate with and see a lot of value in the way that he, he did things yeah. um, taking over from Graham Henry of course who I think set a really good platform for him to then carry on and bring some continuity into 
the All Blacks and I think they've created an environment and a coaching style that's starting to be replicated in a lot of other sports yeah, it's and a lot unique, of other right? you know environments. What cre- yeah, absolutely. It's almost like the gold standard. Yeah. 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 So it's um I guess a little bit of bias being a Kiwi, but from a professional point of view I see what they've done is pretty incredible and Great. to sustain that over a long period of time. No doubt, no doubt. Very good. Can you give us a brief rundown of who you are and what you do day to day? Yeah, so my name's Mark Farmer. I work, um, I guess, looking after all our high-performance programs at Cricket Hong Kong. So that's looking after our Hong Kong representative teams at the men's, women's uh, and youth environments. That's my primary responsibility. So interacting with a lot of the coaches uh, around their programs and, and players. So day-to-day, that's a bit of time in the office around that programming and the administration that goes with the high performance, but also when I can, try and get out of the office and get into the coaching environments and interact with the players and get get my hands dirty, if you like. Yeah. Uh, and the joys of being in a, a small organisation is you don't just sit in your area of responsibility, you've got to cross over a bit, so recently done a bit of commentary on some of our oh, like it. live streaming and... Um, setting up cameras on sight screens and going up ladders and looking at how we can develop you know the game as a whole in Hong Kong so uh, yeah it's a it's a fun environment to be in not just uh, the same thing every day has the streaming been successful yeah very successful recently our women's Premier League we had I think around 40,000 views wow so yeah I had Mariko in recently but she didn't tell me that that's yeah. awesome she told me that you know you'd been live streaming but those are big numbers yeah, no, it's been um, it's been phenomenal. The um, sort of support, I guess, having uh, one of the biggest countries in the world and in India absolutely loving cricket, they're keen to keen to watch any cricket that's that's streamed. So the largest, I guess, percentage of our audience comes from comes from India, but you know, a reasonable number within Hong Kong as well that yeah. are connected to cricket or people that used to be involved in Hong Kong and now live abroad and are keen to follow what's going on. I guess the exciting thing is that's only going to grow. It's not going to get smaller. Yeah, absolutely. And and as we sort of get a bit more experience doing our production and yeah, of course. having more cameras and things that we can um, improve the product that we produce, I guess. And that you know that's with you know close to zero marketing as well. So if we learn how to market that and really promote it, then you know that's a really exciting time, especially for women's sport as well. The opportunity to stream that and get such a big following is is really really exciting about where that can go. Let's let's go back a little bit. Can you talk us through your journey through sport and, and what you did as a child into a teenager and how you ended up eventually in coaching? Yeah, so I grew up in in rural Auckland in a in a house that my parents built that was surrounded by native forests. So, okay, uh, and we sort of had neighbours that were similar age and into sports. So you know, life around that time was building tree huts and running around and playing cricket and rugby and throwing stones on the gravel gravel roads and those sorts of things which I think you know probably developed some of that some of those athletic skills definitely a little bit and I guess you know probably making myself seem old now but you know back then it was really cricket and rugby um, you know living in New Zealand especially rural Auckland it was rugby in the winter and cricket in the summer I see um, and so yeah that was that was life through my younger years and then eventually cricket ended up in the sport that I followed passionately and played various other sports socially but cricket was my, my sport and I think around the age of 14 one of my coaches kind of bullied me into doing a coaching course and that's how coaching started developing um, 
initially as a opportunity to earn some extra cash and I enjoyed it and it was good fun interacting with other people and sharing yeah. a bit of knowledge and carried on coaching while I was doing my PE teaching degree and partway through doing that degree my third year I had a um, brain infection which um, knocked me out of university for a while and wow. during, during my recovery I sort of got to the stage where I was day to day pretty fine I'd get tired but I was okay and wasn't sort of at the level to go back to university and, and sort of deal with the stress of, of that and the, I guess the brain power required for it. And our overseas player said, why don't you come to the UK and live with me in my dad's pub and um, have a season over here if you're not going to do anything back home. So I sort of jumped at that chance, went over and, you know, that, that I guess led the coaching journey. That was the sort of stimulus for that because I got frustrated with the environment at the club and started coaching the senior teams and... Uh, they offered me a job to come back the next year as their first time they'd employed a proper coach to be the, the head coach of the club. So I went back and, you know, had a couple of years doing that. Was fortunate enough through connections to then get introduced to the head coach at Oxford University who ran a high performance. Oxford University had their university blues team as well as a high performance team that played the first class okay. counties. And got involved in that environment. Was very privileged enough as a little lad from... New Zealand that never played professional sport and Oxford Uni played at Lords every year so oh my goodness I was like a like a kid in a candy shop going to Lords couldn't take the smile off my face and running warm-ups and all of those all of those fun things that you get to do I'm and, not sure there's a story in coaching like yours yeah it's a it's a unique one thank you Mark we look forward to hearing more from you again next week Hong Kong are you ready this is the hottest ticket in the world right now. In just a few hours, the Euros 2020 kick off. Yes, 2020. The tournament was postponed for obvious reasons, but the summer's biggest tournament has arrived. First up is Turkey versus Italy, and that is my hottest ticket in the world this week. Have a fantastic weekend, all, and I'll see you for your sports fix next week. Big thank you to Ben. Join him every single Friday for your sports fakes. Common Room with Alison Howe. Common 